from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On Chiefs, and here we go. It is interrogation day. We have Matt Stanley with us from the Locked On Chargers podcast, and we're going to get some inside intel from him on what's going on with the Los Angeles Chargers right now, right this minute, as they've had this surge to get back into a hunt for what is a must-win game for these teams if they want to win the AFC West. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and analyst at Chiefs Digest. You can find my written stuff over there as well as LockedOnChiefs.com where I just put up something on Tuesday uh, about the stat of the week from the secondary. Go check that out. And make sure you follow us over on Locked On Chiefs at Twitter as well as at Ryan Tracy NFL. We're brought to you today by Draft.com. Check them out in your app store. Just search Draft and you can find it. Play with a bonus. Use our code LONFL and get on Draft today. We'll tell you more about them later in the show. Chris is off today, so we're going to get right into talking about the Chiefs-Chargers matchup after we touch on a couple of updates that we got from the Chiefs uh, on Tuesday. One is that Steve Terrell, uh, who got his first career interception, on uh, this last game against Oakland, uh, did go to IR, and we found out that is a finger that he uh, dislocated, and they had to repair a tendon. So uh, that finger was was non-functional, basically. So that's why he went to IR. Uh, McQuay comes up. They also lost uh, an interesting guy for the future. Uh, Damian Mama was signed off of the practice squad by the New York Giants. Uh, somebody that Reed had taken the interest in and that I think the team had a lot of uh, thought and faith in his potential. So uh, maybe they get to see him again, but it looks like for right now he's going to be in New York and maybe he'll start his career there. Uh, that's really all that happened on Tuesday. Kind of a slow day for the Chiefs, but we're going to get right into talking about this next matchup. Here's Matt Stanley. Welcome back, folks. We got a great show for you. Matt Stanley's with us from Bolts in the Blue, as well as he's the new host of the Locked On Chargers. I know you guys have heard our other interviews with John Gennaro uh, and Derek before him, and we're going back. This is a nice rivalry that uh, I have to try and you know remind myself that it's L.A. now. Is that hard for you, Matt? It is still hard for me. I uh, I, I constantly make that mistake. Okay, I don't feel that bad then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's and and I don't even live in in the like in California, so I should have an easier time remembering it. I still don't. It doesn't make any difference, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Not to me, folks. Uh, Matt's another uh, guy that covers a team in the AFC West that doesn't live there. He lives in Denver with me, so uh, really nice to to sit down all on Mountain Time and not have to play time zones. Uh, and we're gonna ask and get into the meat of this this rivalry because. While a lot of folks chose the Chargers preseason, uh, the Chiefs got out to that lead, and then they kind of fell on their face. Now the Chargers are coming up, and this is really a game for the division, isn't it? Yeah, this is easily the most important game for the Chargers this year, and, and probably one of the most important games for the Chiefs this year, too. I mean, it it all comes down to this. The, the Chargers really put themselves in a spot with that 0-4 start that if they don't win this game and go on to win the division, they're really on the outside looking in for the playoffs. It makes it tough. Those wild cards are going to be interesting. And, you know, it's been such a tumultuous year for this franchise. You know, with the move, with the stadium, and not the greatest start, how are they feeling in terms of their confidence now? So they're really they're really going right now. I mean, you can tell uh, just with their body language and, and, you know, how they're celebrating good plays and stuff, you can see that this team has really bought into – uh, rookie head coach Anthony Lynn's message and they're really just playing for each other 
And they're, I mean, they're just really going for it right now. It's, they're a lot of fun to watch. I enjoy watching them too, mostly because they have been coming up short against Kansas City in the years of late. But they have one guy in particular uh, that I loved coming out of college. I thought he looked a lot like a guy that could become the next Jamal Charles in terms of the way that he plays. And he didn't get off to the greatest start to his career, but this season's been going pretty well for him. Uh, where's Melvin Gordon at now, and, and how's he feeling? So Melvin Gordon, like you said, he's having a better year this year, um, but he's still – it, you know, it's kind of a love-hate relationship for some of us uh, Chargers fans with Melvin Gordon because he you can see he has the physical talent to do really good things, but he just constantly is making some poor choices and poor reads, and that's really what's been hampering him getting into the end zone this year because really unless the Chargers are able to get him out on the edge and get him out in space, he really hasn't been having too much luck this year. Um, and you can blame some of that on the blocking. I mean, the, the Chargers' whole right side of their line is, you know, average-ish. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he, he has been improving, but it's, you know, it's still a, a pretty big work in progress for Melvin Gordon. Well, and that line has seen a lot of guys come and go in the last couple of years. And right now, if you were, if you were in the chief's shoes and they're watching the film, uh, where, where is the weak link that you would attack if you were trying to, to stop that run and get into the, end, uh, the backfield? You have to go. You have to go inside. Uh, Spencer Pulley, the Chargers center. He's he's had kind of an up and down year. He started out really really strong early on in the year, uh, but he's kind of regressed. And I don't know if maybe he's just like kind of toughing it out through an injury because it seems like he appears on the injury report the first or second day of every week, and then he's fine by the end of the week. But he just he hasn't been able to do what they've been asking him to do, and so he's a weak link at center. And then at right guard, Kenny Wiggins. I mean, he's he's starting this year. Um, and he hasn't in the past, but he just he's he's severely limited athletically and strength wise. And so, you know, his ceiling is kind of an above average guard. Um, and so that right side is really where you'd want to attack on uh, on the inside and to the right. I think that's a matchup that you, they're going to see a lot of Alan Bailey trying to push the pocket, and they're going to see some of the changeups uh, that the Chiefs have been using lately uh, in terms of moving Chris Jones around uh, with Justin Houston back and forth and back and forth. Uh, of those two pass rushing, you still think the the best option is to come inside, maybe that B gap? Yeah, because so here's the thing: the the Chargers, even though their tackles aren't fantastic, I mean Russell Okung is a pretty good tackle at, at left tackle. Uh, Joe Barksdale, he's not good in the run game, but he held Demarcus Lawrence, who I think he's still leading the league in sacks for the Cowboys. He held him to zero sacks again when we played the Cowboys. He just it, they've been doing a you know a good enough job out at out at tackle that I don't really worry about pressure coming in from the outside. It's mostly everything up the middle that's really been messing things up for the Chargers. Fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded a draft this season. You get to play in a real-life snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for week 14. The best part, play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LONFL. That's right. Play a real money game for free just using the promo code LONFL. We have a great deal with them. It should be a lot of fun. And we have our own league going. It's You can find it at the draft site under Locked on Chiefs. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure you're going to love it. They're even offering our listens a money back guarantee up to $100. 
Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with the promo code LONFL. Now, it's the same old Phillip Rivers, though, right? Wait, 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 and go deep, right? No, he's – so it, that's how the season started out. Uh, you guys saw it when, when the Chargers played the Chiefs earlier in the year. That was that was rough hero ball Rivers. But the last <laughs> few weeks, he has been on such a tear that I don't know how many people uh, – like I, I know we all, we all love our pro football focus, but another good resource is uh, – uh, football outsiders and Philip Rivers, based on the tear he's been on recently, is number one overall in DVOA and number two in in defensive yards against replacement, defense adjusted yards against replacement, ahead of Tom Brady. Um, he's just been on such a good a good run lately, and it's really come down to his confidence. He's not feeling phantom pressure and just bailing on you know fairly clean pockets, and so he's just been able to work through mess and find. Uh, Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry on a regular basis. He's he's been looking really really good lately. And you bring up the guy that that I'm most intrigued by, Hunter Henry. It, his development through the first what uh, what are we at now? 26 games of his career. It looks like it's starting to click. See him on highlights. I, I see that he's he's getting himself separation when maybe last season he wasn't able to. What have you seen from him in terms of progression? So his progression has come a long way. Um, he he's become a very ne- uh, nuanced route runner, um, and he he catches the ball very very well. And he was kind of hampered. Or he should have better stats, but for whatever reason, the Ken Wisenhunt, uh, the offensive coordinator, and and the offensive game plan just kind of didn't include him. Um, and so he wasn't getting the targets he needed, but. Since uh, for the, for this whole season, anytime Hunter Henry is targeted at least five times, the Chargers are six and one. So it's just a matter of getting him in the game plan. I think that's one of the matchups that's going to be key to watch because the Chiefs have had some struggles covering tight ends, uh, especially with without Eric Berry. And I even uh, they've made Cook from Oakland look great, and it's about the only two games that he's scored. So uh, I, I see a big game coming from Hunter Henry. You think that's in the Chargers game plan as well? Yeah, I you know it, it's been cooking so well for the last four weeks that I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that their game plan at the at this point is just have Philip Rivers throw the ball at Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry until the defense proves they can stop it. I think that's the other marquee matchup of this game: Marcus Peters against Keenan Allen. The two of them, um, it might be kind to say that they don't really dig each other. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most fun matchups to watch every year, and I'm glad that they get to have it twice every year. Um, that's so much fun. And it's because they do so many things that frustrate each other. I mean, uh, Marcus Peters, he really likes to, like, it, it appears to me at least that he really likes to, to play that pe- press man and, and try and frustrate wide receivers off the line. But that's what Keenan Allen is so good at is just using his footwork and his, his head fakes to create space for himself right off the line. And so it's just, it's a really fun battle every time and it's going to go back and forth. They're both going to get their wins in the game and it's just who gets that one extra win over the other guy. Now on the opposite side of the ball, I, I think what we saw in their initial meeting was that uh, Bosa and Ingram had some traction, uh, got some plays in there. Uh, Chiefs have had ups and downs at, at those tackle spots, uh, but have been playing better of late. How do you see that matchup on the opposite side of the ball? So that's that's been an interesting one to watch over the past couple of weeks. So Melvin, uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, they got off to such a, a good, strong start to the year. But over the last couple of weeks, um, I don't know if they're just kind of breaking down because of their heavy snaps and, you know, starting to fatigue a little bit or if teams have, have found something uh, on tape. 
but they just haven't been as effective the last couple of weeks. Um, and so what they've, what's been happening a lot is that tackles have been able to run Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the ring and run them around to the outside and quarterbacks have been able to step up. Um, so obviously Alex Smith is a really mobile guy. Um, if he can step up and, you know, if the tackles can do well enough to just push Bosa and Ingram to the outside, you can kind of minimize the damage that they're going to do. But I mean, obviously they're just such a relentless pair. Plus on third downs, uh, the defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, he really likes to stack them on the same side and that's just, you know, it, it's almost unblockable. Does he have a preference for which side? They actually switch all the time. Like even on like first and second down, like I think the preference is Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Ingram matched up on the left tackle and Joey Bosa matched up against the right tackle, but they basically switch at any time. They, they, they play from both sides, almost an equal amount. And when he stacks them, does he have a a Uh, on? You know, I, I think I notice it more. They stack it against the right side, uh, against the right side of the offensive line. Interesting. I, I, the two of them together scare me, and the Chiefs have dabbled with that front. I, I know Gus comes down from um, Capers through Seattle and everything else, and uh, the Chiefs use something similar from time to time as well uh, with what used to be D Ford and now Tom Bahali and Justin Houston together uh, going, trying to attack uh, and maybe stunning through those those guard-tackle combinations. And uh, I, It's really interesting to me as this season comes down how the Chargers defense has begun to look a lot like the Chiefs defense in some ways. Um, I think one of the bigger things that has been unsung in this matchup so far is uh, Corey Legion had a big game last week. Do you think he's he's ready to do that same kind of thing to the Chiefs' offensive line? I, I hope so. Uh, Corey Legion has been kind of underwhelming this year, um, but when he does his best is when they limit his snaps to like 30 or less. Um, and I think we'll see that heavy rotation again this week, especially because the Chargers just had their third string running back, Andre Williams, go to the IR and they brought up their, uh, their seventh round draft pick, who's also a defensive, ta- defensive tackle, defensive end. Uh, they brought him up to the active roster. So there's going to be extra bodies. There's going to be a plenty of rotation on the defensive line to keep Corey Legit fresh. And, uh, I, I think he, you know, he, he definitely is wanting to prove his worth because of the down year he's had. Now, in the back end, I know Gus has used that cover four concept fairly liberally uh, in years past. Um, this season with the Chargers, are you seeing a lot of that? Or are they able to stay with one high and stay in a man-to-man look? No, so they've been running a lot of defensive backs. Uh, they basically play out of the dime uh, between 50 and 60% of the time. Um, there's been basically – so when I, when I start looking at the snap counts – uh, middle linebacker Denzel Perryman usually plays about 80% of the snaps. And then the next closest linebacker only winds up playing maybe 15 to 20% of the snaps. And so they usually are playing with at least three corners and three uh, safeties on the field at the same time. And they just, they run a lot of zone, uh, except they do often leave Casey Hayward out on an island. Now is that next linebacker, is that Brown? Uh, well, so you'd think it would be Brown, uh, but it's actually Hayes Pollard because hmm. he's been running Gus's system since he was at USC. Um, and so he's just super familiar with the system. And so they, they've been relying on, on Hayes Pollard usually to be that second bat, that second backer. So with what we've seen from Tariq Hill getting loose and getting deep on, on some of these coverages, especially in the multi DB sets, uh, the deep zones, if if you're again, if you're the offensive coordinator, if you're Matt Nagy calling the plays, what are you looking to dial up against this secondary to try and get him loose? 
So here's the play that's going to get him loose, and it's probably going to happen at least once, is whenever uh, whenever teams have three wide receivers on the field and they stack that faster wide receiver in the slot, so have Tyreek Hill in the slot on the left side with another wide receiver outside of him and then a wide receiver on the other side, that slot wide receiver usually draws the matchup against either the linebacker or Adrian Phillips, who's not very fast, and that has been money pretty much all season. Uh, the Josh Gordon... If it was a better throw from Kaiser, Josh Gordon probably would have had a 70-yard touchdown on a, on that same exact play. Um, so that's the matchup that the offensive coordinator is probably going to want to isolate is, is Tyree Kill in the slot matched up on a linebacker or a slow safety. Wow. Um, if Kaiser can hit that, I think that's something Smith can probably pull off. We'll have to see. But um, Last question. Is there anything that the Chargers have to answer Travis Kelsey? So uh, – I think that they're going to be looking at a lot of tape because in the first matchup this year, they held Kelsey to one reception for one yard. I don't know if that was just that they were doing such a bad job on uh, Kareem Hunt that you guys were just riding Kareem Hunt all game and, and didn't have to involve Travis Kelsey. Uh, but, I, you know, they got to get look look at the tape from that first game and say, okay, what the hell did we do to, to take Travis Kelsey out of this game? Yeah, it's certainly a formula. Kelsey's been up and down all season long, and uh, he's been rising steadily lately. Uh, he hasn't been, you know, drawing any flags. Knock on wood. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think he's the X matchup that I'm just not sure. Like you said, if it's something they did, or if it was him not being ready to play against the, the team the first time. But I'm interested to see how he does as well. Um, any topics that that I didn't come up with that you think we should cover? So I think one thing that uh, is really going to hurt the Chargers defensively, something that the, the Chiefs can do well, is is let Alex Smith, you know, pull it down and run it. Uh, the Chargers have had – they still continue to have really bad problems against mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser, I think, went for 60 yards total. Um, so that's just that's just something that, you know, it needs to be part of the game plan, basically. I, I, I would probably call a couple quarterback draws if I was the Chiefs uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, but other than that, I mean, I think the biggest difference compared to week one is the fact that they have Denzel Perryman back in the lineup that he was out in the week one matchup when Kareem Hunt kind of, you know, went off mm-hmm. and uh, Denzel Perryman has made such a, a difference to the Chargers run defense. I think since he's come back, they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher. Um, so that'll be really interesting to watch uh, it, is to see how much of a difference Denzel Perryman makes this time around. And I know our listeners are going to, you know, be prepared for what I'm about to say, but th- that's really the catalyst. I think is whether they can get the run game going to use that to, to promote play action and downfield passing, just like every other week. Uh, Penderman might be the matchup that, that limits it. Um, before I let you go, though, I, I got to ask you straight out for a, a prediction. What do you see happening? So I'm very, very guardedly optimistic. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that the team has just been on such a roll and emotionally they're in such a good place right now. Mentally they're in such a good place that I think they, they can ride that to a close victory. I don't think they'll make the stupid mistakes. Uh, they seem to have found a kicker who can actually kick field goals. Finally, you know, it, it only took 12, 12 weeks of the season. Um, <laughs> But I, I think the Chargers probably win this game in a very close one. I'd say, you know, 24-21. He's Matt Stanley. Check him out on Locked On Chargers as well as uh, Bolts from the Blue. Uh, Matt, thanks for the time and thanks for getting together with us tonight. Awesome. No problem. Thanks for having me on. And uh, it's, it's going to be a good game Saturday night. 
I agree, and I'm looking forward to it. Folks, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Remember, you can play this week at Draft.com with us. The name of the league is Locked On Chiefs, and get a deposit bonus just by using the promo code LONFL. Check out Draft.com or search Draft in your app store. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.